1: welcome to outside the spotlight with darnell autry if you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality this is the show for you darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you now here's darnell
2: Ah, yeah we're back for another episode i am your host darnell autry for another uh Episode of OTS, and I'm joined by my uh, new guest. Oh, wait, no, it's oh, JD. Yeah, you know, you ain't
3: been here for like a month, so I didn't even know. I mean, you, you see how brothers just <laughs> exaggerate, <laughs> embellish. Two weeks. Two weeks. And hey, wait, wait, wait. Just so you guys know, I offered the call from where I was. Yeah, to do the show. yeah, yeah. Nobody
2: wants to hear you on the phone, sucker. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you probably heard Gigi pop Papa in the background. Yeah, in the background
2: yeah, talking about <laughs> <laughs> Tyler <Turn>, Jack. <laughs> no, welcome back, homeboy, as <laughs> always, man. Love having right. you back, man. Uh, so, I, so you you took a trip. You, you drove DJ and Pawpaw back to Chicago. <laughs> the trip from Hades. <laughs> Pawpaw, I know you're listening.
3: Man, oh, man, Pawpaw <laughs> left his wallet in El Segundo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all was hitting stuff.
2: That's so funny.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about it
2: earlier. Then had to be laughing about, uh, he, he actually left his his wallet
3: in Texas and then had to, you guys got, got to like, Oklahoma. <laughs> had to turn around. It was silent. You could hear crickets chirping in the car. Oh, I know, dude. He was pissed. Ooh. He I, was mean, livid. I mean, I mean, then we were supposed to stop. Our first stop was supposed to be Albuquerque, New Mexico. Mm. But there's a jury. Son, I tell you, they got jury in signs on on the exit for every you know major city. You know when it like, Papa, what about that metropolitan area in Albuquerque? Right. Don't you think the exit, son? It was no sign. It's not there. So three hours later. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, it, it was the griswolds oh, oh God, the that is so funny. <laughs> no, for real, though. Love you, Gigi and Papa. That is hysterical. It was always great to see you guys, man. And it, that was, I mean, it was awesome. It was <laughs> awesome having them at the show. It was awesome hanging out the with them at the party. It was awesome, man. Uh, as always, we got to start the show with thanking Grant. Uh, appreciate all your work as usual, Mr. Anderson. You are um, the man, and we always, always, always uh, appreciate it.
3: Absolutely.
2: Yeah. So I guess we jump right into uh, some sports. Uh, Pat Summit retires.
3: One of the greatest coaches of she any has sport. Uh, has I mean, to be. And, you know, I'm a big John Wooden fan. Right. Man.
2: Really? Man. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean you got eight titles, you got eight titles, 1098 wins,
3: 100% graduation rate. That's that's
2: that right there is incredible. I mean, that that right there is what you hire a coach to do. I mean, especially in college, not just teach them to be women, grown women and grown men, but you want them to
3: I felt the way she coaches, she could have transferred over and coached the men Bruce Pearl move over. She would have out coached every man, like be, because she was she was that demanding on her player. Like you, she was I like, mean, you just saw the, yell- you
2: just see the highlights of her, and her yeah. face looks like she's ready to stab oh, oh, somebody was like, right in the neck. She was
3: like, they didn't always like me yelling, but I yelled. <laughs> <laughs> and here it is, I coached grown men, right? And a few times I yelled, I had dudes crying.
2: That she, is so funny. I,
3: I, I'm like, they couldn't take. Pat summit.
2: No, no, no. I mean, but she looks. She looked really hardcore. And, you know, it really is sad under the circumstances that that adult onset of dementia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, you know, I think that at some point – and it, she's still consulting. She's still on the staff. She's still she going to be can't there. Be at practices. She just can't be at practices. But she'll be still – there, she'll be a, ma- a major presence there. I mean, you, she's a big enough presence that Peyton Manning had to come out and be like, "Listen, she's one of the I'm uh, privileged and honored to call her a friend." I mean, there was but every d- coach from.
3: Did you see what she got with the president? No. She got the highest award that you could get as a civilian from President Obama. Exactly. The I highest mean, ever for a civilian.
2: There you go. I mean that that says that speaks volumes about uh, Pat Summon. I mean, she looks intense, but she. She did the complete damn thing. I mean, honestly and truly as a coach, uh, and, and, again, I don't
3: know any of the players that ever played for. Whole uh, Claw. Uh, well, I mean, Park, I don't know Parker. them personally. Oh. I
2: mean, I don't know them personally. So, you know, because you get I different...
3: would like to know Candace Parker yeah, I
2: know. Yeah, I know you would, yeah. Uh, but, you know, you get, a of, <laughs> <laughs> you get a different perspective of a of a coach when you talk to players that played for him, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, there's that. There's always three sides to a coach, yeah, right? Yeah, you
3: got that. Well, you get the media presence of the coach. Yeah, you
2: get the, 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 the media, what the media says about the coach. You get what. Well, what um, the fans of the team say about the coach and then you get the players perspective on the coach because they get the intimate inside the locker room you know that kind of thing was she accessible and all that stuff and it seems like from all the players that have come out and and wished her well and 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 you know had nothing but great things to say about her, it seems like she was fairly accessible uh, as, a, as a head coach for someone that's won as much championships as she's won I mean being so high as she is, I mean, it, it, you know, that's for all her accomplishments to be accessible. That's that's big.
3: Well, uh, that's what host Club was saying that they would go over to her house to go swimming and stuff like after they graduate. We hey, we're gonna go hang out at coach's house. That's, yeah. that's
2: how she rolled. That's awesome. And that's that's amazing.
3: Yeah, so it's yeah, uh, that's a tough one. And even as a coach, I mean, I, I know you as a player played, but having been a player and a coach I have to say this practices is what I remember the most right like the 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 intimacy the challenges and I think getting cursed out yeah, the, the lessons learned uh, yeah, the getting trampled the, ga- the, right. the game is is good we have great memories right. but though I remember some practices I re- more I remember more practices than I do games
2: well and and I think part of that too is that you know in a game there's a set way of things, how things have to go. Like, you know what I mean? In order to succeed, plays have to be done the way that they're ran, and you have to run them the right way, and you have to do all these things. In practice, that's when things go all kinds of haywire. I mean, you know, they they, they put you in situations where, you know, is this play going to work, and you run in, and oh, it's, a, it's a complete cluster. You know, so you learn a lot in these practices, not just, I I, I think you also learn, not just on the field stuff, but you also learn off the field stuff, life stuff. You know, like, hey, you you can't be this way. You can't, I mean, Coach Barnett used to let us have it, flat out. He used to let us have it in practice. And he he treated everybody the same, whether or not you were a starter or whether or not you were a a, a walk-on or, you know, I mean, he treated everybody the same. I mean, and by that, I mean, he cursed everybody out exactly the same. I mean, he wasn't, he didn't. Use profanity or nothing, but, but he would he would point. scream at you like, "What are you doing?" You know, and you'd be like, "What, what do you mean?" I'm like, "That is not how we run." I mean, just go off, you know. And I think I like you. I think you're right. I think you learn the most and you grow up the most in practice. You yeah. know, when I was a freshman in college, I saw fights. I mean, I, I mean, this was big boy league early mm-hmm. on. Like right in camp, you're like, "Oh, this is the real deal. This ain't no, this ain't no joke."
3: And, and, and uh, uh, adage, uh, well, not even adage, uh, saying that John Wooden said, uh, you know, he often talked about the journey. Right. The game, to me, it, it is like the manifestation of everything from the journey that you took during practice.
2: Right. And it's, you should be on autopilot. You should know like that, like clockwork. Boom. This is what we're running. Boom. You know the place. Boom. You know how it's supposed to go. Boom. You're supposed to know these things, and it's supposed to just flow naturally naturally so yeah. you know i think you're right when you don't like there's a lot of games i played in right that you know i remember certain plays but i don't remember the whole game because it just you just roll with it i mean you just gotta roll with it i mean this is it's autopilot this is the play i'm running i know what i gotta do boom 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 call it boom boom, call it boom, boom, don't you know what i mean like
3: clockwork in practice it it ain't clockwork dude practice it gets down it gets real it gets down and ugly I mean, I just remember our practices, they were worse than games. Yeah, I mean.
2: And that that was, I think was that was the point. Fights. Right, exactly. Yeah. And th- that's the point. And I think that's the beauty of, and I think this is, and I love to make these analogies of why I think sports and entertainment and all those things, sports and entertainment are essentially the same thing. Yeah. Because, you know, the practice. For, for a movie, I mean, the training and all the background stuff, no one sees all that. That's where you grow and build and push yourself and push limits and figure out what, you're, what you what you really can do and can't do. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, people only see the, the end product.
3: Yeah. You know, movies an and end product. And that's what everybody else wants.
2: Right, they, right. They don't want to do what it takes to be paid men I just want the end product. I just yeah. want to be the star. I want to be a star. Well, these people, I mean... From A-list actors all the way down to C-list actors, I mean, they do their, they put it all on the line. Football players from pro to college, I mean, you see on Saturdays and Sundays, all you see is the end product. You see the polished stone. You don't see how raggedy the stone was on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday.
3: After about 30 reps or 10 reps of the same same damn play
2: play, over and over over and over again, screaming like, we're going to run it again and again and again. You're like, geez, really? Again and again. Until you guys get it right, we're going to keep running it.
3: Yeah, it was I ugly. <laughs> no, a-
2: absolutely. Where are you going, Autry? Where are you going? <laughs> like, well, I was trying to go, but no, that's not where you're supposed to go. we run it again.
3: Yep,
2: run it again. And so I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you, you, the most you learn all the stuff in practice. And I think Pat Summitt probably got the most, broke those girls' backs.
3: Exactly, but. With it, I think that's the part she'll miss the most. Like being right. there at the game, right? To, to me, that's like running on c- c- coattails. Like if you didn't build your success, and then at the end, yeah, yeah, like you did it. Right. That's that's a person like her. She will never be fulfilled with that. Right. Because it's the bonding and practice, and where you're all that stuff. I, that's the part when when they're discussing it because of NCAA rules. That's the part that. I empathize with her; that she would, I can guarantee she'll miss the most.
2: No, absolutely, absolutely. And speaking of college, you know, I didn't, I didn't read too much about this, but apparently there's a story uh, out of Wisconsin. Uh, I guess they had a freshman Jerome Uthoff,
3: yeah, it, Uthoff,
2: uh, you know, he was gonna, he was redshirted, right? And then yeah,
3: redshirted and trying to go ahead and get on out. And uh, my boy Bo Ryan. You know, because when you did your, when we were at the Bears, Bo Ryan was a basketball coach at uh, Platteville. Right. And then when I coached there, uh, Bo Ryan, who's been a very successful coach. uh,
2: Um, On a lot of different levels, levels, right? Yeah,
3: won like nine national championships for Platteville.
2: Wow. And if you saw the
3: basketball players, they weren't, it was not, it was definitely a team.
2: Right, right. Uh,
3: And basically, this kid wants out, and Bo Ryan is like, because the NCAA has given coaches power to limit the kids, but they don't give the uh, parents and the kids power to limit a coach from leaving. Right, right, right. No, <laughs> and so, right. so basically he's saying, well, you can't go. He basically told the dude, "You here's schools you can't go to. Mm-hmm. And it was a wide variety of places, good programs. Right. So basically.
2: You had to end up at um, Idaho State, State. Right, Idaho State uh, Community. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. And,
3: and, and so and, and here's the issue that I find. And this is what I've always be- believed. If a player wants to go, the worst thing you can do is trap them. Let them go. Right. I feel like, will it hurt? Yeah. But you know what? A pr- that same player could die. I could die. Right. Everybody's replaceable. Right. But you don't want to keep a player or a woman that doesn't want to be with you. <laughs> you need to let <laughs> no, them go. No, no, yeah. You
2: need to let them go. Uh, but I think I think isn't the other issue is that you know scholarships and what they take up in terms of scholarships, right? So you let a kid go. Right, and then isn't there a rule like you have to sit you have to sit out a year?
3: Yeah, so the kid was going to sit out. Regardless. Right, the kid
2: was going to sit out a year regardless. But I think Bo Ryan's old school. You know that old school like you know, I, maybe it was a little egotistical. I don't I don't know what the, maybe. Yeah, maybe Barry, it was a little, to the
3: point where Barry Alvarez had to say, "Listen, Bo, yeah, all right, you know what? Let let's find a happy medium." So apparently, this he kid was
2: pretty good then. I mean, yeah, this kid was I mean, probably was the hybrid crew was going to be the next. I got you. So
3: you're not going to go anywhere. Y- you know, you because he said you couldn't go to Big Ten, you couldn't go to AC, ACC schools along with Iowa and like uh, Marquette, Marquette, and then Barry Alvarez said, okay, we're going to do this, and we're only li- limited to Big Ten schools.
2: Right. Well, I mean, I get, I, I get that. I mean, it, it's, it's tough for a coach, and I get that. I mean, I get that. Uh, uh, it's sort of like the ego. Like I don't want to. I don't want to end up playing against the kid that I let go, and then he comes back and beats us and all that stuff. I mean, you're you're, you're concerned about. But you didn't
3: let him go. Right. He
2: wanted to go. Right. No. Exactly. It, no, it, and the it.
3: thing is, you can't keep a kid hostage ransom, like right. the girl that uh, in a in a college tournament that went to Delaware. Right. They were like she wanted to leave to be closer to her family.
2: No, no and, and you know I, and i I get that I do get that, but you know part of it too is the the learning curve too, like uh you know, I do think that there is a sense of I want to go somewhere else and win a championship or I want to go somewhere else and upgrade and all that stuff, and there's a big learning curve because I wanted to leave too, you know what I mean, I wanted to get out we of all there. Did. I, yeah, we all did it hated the program, I hated what was going on, this sucks, this is terrible, the winter's awful, you know blah blah blah, thank goodness I stayed, but you know a lot of kids. You know, there are kids, you know, 18, 19 years old. It doesn't help their cause. You're right. If they're free
3: will, you you got to keep them. You want someone to love you or like you for you. So you can't force someone to like you or love you. You have to let them and then they're appreciated more. Right. Just but, there's, like- but,
2: there's, but there's but there's but here's the life lesson in that, though. There's the life lesson that, you know, just because, you don't, it's not going well right now, you know, doesn't mean that it's not going to go well later. You know what I mean? We'll we'll talk after. We'll 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 take a break. Uh, We'll be back. Talk a little bit more about this, and uh, we'll get on to other sports and some other um, basketball and baseball. All right, we'll be back. Darnell Audrey, Voice America. JD Harris. Yep, we'll be back.
4: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
0: voice america sports
4: your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports
1: You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Oh, Catherine, you sounded so nice.
2: <laughs> uh, Catherine, no, oh, Catherine. Okay, so and we are back. Uh, you know, me and JD were talking briefly. Um, we were continuing the, the discussion that we had right before a break, uh, essentially about uh, universities and coaches. Uh, you know, the systems in place more on for the benefit of the coaches in the university than it is for the kid. And you know, and and I was telling him the basic. I feel like, yeah, it, it pretty much is. I mean, the big system, the big the big business is going to protect itself. It's not about the small individual, um, the one player, the two player. It's not about the one team. It's about the full all the teams and all the, you know, and and do I agree with it? In some instances, yes. Some instances, no. Uh, I I remember that when, and I was getting ready to get into it, that when I was going to leave Northwestern, and again, I was going to leave because, of of being 18, basically, you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, whatever rationale I wanted to use, that's what I use. You know, I'm homesick. uh The weather's terrible. uh I want to be I want to be back with my family. uh I, you know, I, I'm not, you know, this team isn't working for me. I don't know that I like the players. You know, whatever whatever excuses in my head I could use uh, that made me feel better about the decision I was getting ready to make. That's what I use. Mm-hmm. And and I think kids, you know, in 18, you really don't know. I mean, you really, you really, not, you know,
3: 90% gets homesick. Yeah,
2: yeah, 90% of the kids, that go away, they get homesick, they miss their mom and dad, blah, 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 I get that. Uh, and and th- there is a point where, you know, you got to give your yourself an opportunity to really get into it, because it's only four years, if you really think about it, college is only four years, five years at the most, you know, you have five to play four, but college is, is a short blip, you know, in a lifetime, and so, you know... You, you get to a university, so all of a sudden, finally, for the first time in your life as an athlete or whatever, it, it ain't, it ain't as, as, as golden as it is. You're no longer the big fish in yeah, the
3: small pond. Most freshmen are. And, right. And stuff gets Yeah,
2: you're no longer, it gets real. You know, practice gets real. All of a sudden, you start looking around, and maybe you're not the biggest or the fastest anymore. You're not you're not the big man on campus, you're, and
3: you're watching reps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you ain't even getting any reps,
2: and you ain't even starting. You know, I I could see how you'd be like, oh, you know, this is terrible. I don't like this. this is, and that's kind of sort of kind of some of the things I went through. You know, I was a freshman. I wasn't playing. I mean, I only got to start the last game of the season. I got in when we were getting blown away. I mean, I was like, oh, this is sucks. You know, I, I feel like I could probably go somewhere else, start, and be the man. Well, I really probably wasn't ready. Yeah. You know, I wasn't ready, but in my head. You know, you go into a situation and the competition is just as good as you are. You know what I mean? Your high school, you were the man at your high school. Maybe you were the man in your town. Maybe you're the man in your state. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And all of a sudden, and maybe let's say you're top 10 in the nation. That's all well and good, but you're still playing. Some very good talent that are, that are older than you, bigger, faster, stronger than you. Then you're playing against competition. That's the same thing you were.
3: Yeah. You're talking about that five year age difference. You might have that senior that's a grown
2: that man. That is a full grown hair on his chest, goatee, all that. Make, got a couple kids, all that. I mean, you just don't know. And so, you know, I, I think that it, it that freshman year is going to be tough regardless even if you come in and they give you the world it's it's tough it's hard and and i think that basketball is hard i mean every sport i think as a freshman again trying to get adjust and fit in and try to be the big man and try to play up to you know the level you know how to play i mean it's tough it's tough so but i i i, I do think though that the rules and regulations for the most part do protect the system and the coaches more than they do the the, the players and the participants without,
3: without a doubt yeah i mean without a doubt because of, if Bo Ryan wants to go, unless he has it stipulated in his contract, he could hit up whatever college or pro team in the middle of it. Now they may have a buyout, right? But right. The, the the same structure for the kid. The kid has to go through hell and at the mercy of the coach. And I've been in situations and I've seen it where a guy wouldn't get a release. Uh, they wouldn't give him a release. Right. And it's like, why? To no. me, when a coach when a kid has ke- come in our office and wanted to go, right. And when we met as a staff, I'm like, let him go. Right, 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 right. You know, I'll talk to him, what I like him and say, it? yeah, but I am not going to force his hand right. and cut, eliminate any options. And I've had that as a coach. Right. I've had a coach I was coaching for tell me basically, you know, he basically was going to badmouth me, but he, because, but he wanted me to stay. So I'm good enough to stay, but I'm, I'm not good enough to go.
2: Right. No, no, I, I hear you. And I think for me, it, it, it did work out that, you know, luckily, you know, the, my support system around me was like, hey, you know, you you are not making the right decision and you're not making the right move. You're not thinking straight about this whole thing. And, you know, and, and it worked out. It worked mm-hmm. out. So uh, on to basketball, uh, he beat the uh, Roseless Bulls in Miami on Thursday um, yeah. They're a game and a half behind the Bulls. I mean, I, it
3: was a physical. I mean, LeBron yeah. got a little. I mean, yeah, he, they, ugly. <laughs> I mean, they
2: more ugly. You mean? I knew you were gonna go there,
3: <laughs> LeBron. I feel sorry for you, man. Everybody covered that. You, you got still, your boy.
2: you still a
3: man, dog.
2: But, but he, man, I mean, yo. He, he threw,
3: he threw some picks, right? That were Like and then Dwayne Wade would rip Hamilton, shoving. I mean. It was a little feisty. Yeah,
2: and I think it's going to be, and I think eventually they're going to meet again down the road. I think that's going to happen
3: because the he has something to prove. No,
2: absolutely, they they do, and I think I think unfortunately the monkeys on their back that if no championship, it's a it's a failure, you know, Mm -hmm. and that that's what they have. That's how they set themselves up. Not one, not two, not three, not five, not seven. I mean, whatever number he came up with, not ten, not eleven. I mean, you set yourself up.
3: No championships, it's a loss. I don't think I don't think they'll win the conference. I, I think I think the Bulls will get him.
2: I think the Bulls can get him, and I think if Rose is healthy, and I think they're resting him. I do think he's you know he's ailing, but I do think that they'd rather rest him and have him ready for the playoffs than to have him play these last four or five games and get battered and bruised. You yep. know what I mean? Speaking of uh uh sitting out <laughs> this whole Dwight Howard thing, again, I I spent so much, I mean, this has been an ongoing saga that just. been such, as the world turns. It has just been so chaotic and so crazy. And, you know, I, and again, I made, I talked to, you know, I made the announcement on the radio last week or the week before. Like, listen, I don't know why Van Gundy's surprised or shocked that he wanted him gone. I mean, I don't know what, that's <laughs> not, I don't think that's newsworthy. I mean, really, that's not. I mean that's not when when the when the organization was like, Hey, you can decide whether or not he stays or goes, if I was Van Gundy, I'd be like, Well, he clearly wants me to go on because why would they give him that if they if he didn't feel yeah, that way? Exactly. You know what I mean? Why would they even suggest that if he didn't feel that, that way? If
3: that wasn't an option. If that
2: wasn't an option. So I I'm not surprised or shocked. But then on top of that, now he decides he's gonna have back surgery. I don't know how serious that is. I mean obviously back surgery in general is pretty serious, but I don't know if it could have been put off. I don't know if he decided well, they, to do it now. And well, they,
3: like, they said, a specialist said it was like, it's that You should topic. probably,
2: you should do it now instead of, you know, waiting. Well, I mean, and good for him, but I just think it's very interesting that, you know, after all the drama, he's not going to participate in the playoffs, and they're not going to go
3: anywhere, and that's that. I still think, I think they'll trade him now.
2: I mean, how do you how do you not how do you not trade him? But I think he's got some in his claws where he can decline where he goes or something yeah. like that, and he can pick or whatever. Uh do you think Van is gonna be there next year? No, he
3: he'll be lucky if he makes it out.
2: Nah, well, games. he's got three games left. I mean they're gonna leave him there, I think. Uh and and they trade Dwight. And if they trade Dwight, do they still just stand and stay, or stands like, you know, you guys just really basically pimp me out and said, Hey, Dwight, if you don't like him, we'll cut him. <laughs> like, I mean, do you think he stays or is I it a hard think, feeling still?
3: I think it goes back to the uh, the basketball thing with Barry Alvarez and them, Let him go.
2: Yeah. No, I hear you. Let him, I hear you.
3: Let, let him go because now, first of all, if you're the next coach coming, who's going to come into a situation where they know a player is going to make you the lame duck if they want to? Right. Right. Uh, you got, you got you got the you got the inmates running an asylum. Yeah. So yeah. you got that issue. Then, or you have a coach there. See, that's
2: the, that's the interesting that you say that though because you don't want the inmates running an asylum, right? But here's the thing: it's the same kind of thing like in college. Like you can't have kids running the the program. You know what I mean? You can't have kids deciding how the programs run. You can't have kids, you know, doing all that. So, in order to protect that, in order to to not let that happen you know you have to have things in place just like they do in the pros like you you know like you said as soon as Dwight as soon as Stan heard that and he heard it before it actually was announced in the media absolutely and he heard that they were going to give that they offered him like hey if you you know you have say in the coaching situation he knew that then when it comes out that oh he wants to get you fired I don't know why that's that was surprising or shocking I mean I think that all goes hand in hand with them giving, him the, <laughs> the them giving him the option to be like hey listen if you don't like him we don't like him <laughs> mm-hmm. like, if you don't like Stan Van Gogh, I don't like we don't like him either you know so but I don't know whatever I, I think I think Dwight does get traded and again it's going to be interesting to see if he comes back with his back right I mean that's a serious yeah, injury and you know,
3: he, that's a serious surgery to have and well they were showing like his medical history and how he was like the number one Big man and ter- almost outside of Greg Ogden <laughs> with missing games.
2: Wow, wow! Yeah, a- in his first eight was, years, that was a big blow up. Wow, that yeah, hurt. he was that a Ogden. Ogden was an animal in, in college. I think he needed another year.
3: Yeah, I, I think mean, he needed another year game? just to
2: develop and and develop his game and. And talk about another dude whose face probably would not get him any sponsorships.
3: Well, he had a couple, but. Would
2: not get him any major sponsorships.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think he had Old Spice. <laughs> but Would but,
2: not get him but any But here's sponsorship. the deal.
3: I, and I agree with you in terms of the fact that I felt like he needed another year for the simple fact, just like with football. When you went from high school football to college football. mm mm-hmm or you go from college to pros, those extra games, you hit that rookie wall. Right. And physically, if you, and especially at a young age and you haven't developed, it's rare. Yeah, you might have the talent to play a half a season or a quarter of a season Right. to go from high school to pro basketball. right? But that physical wear, yeah. hey, being a big man, and you know everybody going to test him that, you know, right, did he, bo-
2: he blew his knee like in pregame, right? Yeah. First, he blew, before, before the before he
3: started, blew his knee,
2: yep. done for the year.
3: Comes back, blows
2: like blows another, kill, yeah. blows another gasket after like game six or something like that. Doesn't play again.
3: Well, him and the other dude they had the uh, the one that just retired. Oh, uh, Roy. Roy. Brandon yeah. Roy. Right. Roy. I, Came in, I, blew away. I'm like, their medical staff has to be fired. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but they are clearly not doing something correct. No, absolutely. And I, I, I don't. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think Howard stays in Orlando because obviously he wants a chance to win a championship. Because they don't, they're not going to win anything anytime soon. Stan Van Gundy is no longer going to be there. Poor Orlando is probably going to be, without Howard, without a star,
3: and without a coach. I mean,
2: which would be good. They,
3: they're they at that point with the Colts almost where they need a fresh start.
2: Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, you know, Dwight Howard's been a big a dominant force in there, and they get that. And they he kept begging and pleading for another player. Another player's like, no, I ain't going down to Orlando. That ain't happening. I'm not interested. So
3: he couldn't get anybody down there. So I don't understand his ego. He's not, I don't think he makes the wisest decision. I think he's a smart guy. But he could have went to L.A., got him a championship, because at the end of the day, that's what you're going to be
2: judged on and how they're going to measure you as a player. If
3: I was him, okay, I may not been able to deal with Kobe, I sure would have went to Chicago.
2: Yeah, yeah. You're probably right. We're going to take another break, and when we get back, we'll talk briefly, real briefly, about uh, baseball, <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to get into a little bit more NFL stuff, so. We'll be back. Turner Autry. J.D. Harris. Voice America. OTS. We'll be back.
4: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
6: Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you're looking for a radio show about boxing, you usually can't find one until you stop by the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to Outside the Ring with former world lightweight champion and U.S. Olympian David Diaz. We'll deliver the knockout punches with our guests as we go inside the minds of today's top fighters. We'll throw in discussion of other sports as well from time to time. Outside the Ring with David Diaz airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern time Noon Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel.
4: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. <laughs>
1: You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight.
2: And we are back. Thanks (laughs) Thanks <laughs> And we're back. And I, and I got pumped up just now because uh, uh, J.D. brought up a whole other sport. I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge UFC fan. I am. I really am. I'm a huge fan. I mean... I was a fan back when I knew who everybody was, you know, early on. Now there's a lot of guys and a different, you know, different weight classes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was always I was pretty connected probably a couple two, three years ago. Now I'm like I just keep track of the bigger fights and I'm not sure who's coming up the pipeline. So I don't wanna I don't wanna start perpetrating in front and like oh I'm such a big fan, I know ins and outs, I know who the trainers are and all that's not get carried away. But the big fight this weekend, Jones John Jones versus Rashad Evans, Chicago mm, boy. Man, Rashard. Ooh, Jones or Rashard? Is, Rashad is a Chicago guy. Yeah, yeah. I, and I like Rashad. I really think he's a great. I think he's a great athlete. I think that is probably the toughest sport I think right now going. He, it's a it's brutal.
3: Well, you know, I don't know if you. I used to wrestle. I don't know if you wrestled.
2: I wrestled uh, JV uh, when I was a sophomore. That's how. That's how. Like, I didn't even want to. They're like, hey, you want to do varsity? I'm like, nah, I don't really want to. Yeah. I just want to hang out with my friends and
3: with, so you know how much brutal it, it takes out of it. Then now you're punching and you get the, the and kicking kick and, and, and and yeah, it's a brutal sport. But I think with this situation, it's pretty interesting because Rashad's past two fights, right? Both guys have been much larger than he is, right? Which uh, like, because Tito was. Uh, but I think
2: Tito was at the end of his he's he's at the end of
3: it and uh your boy um big head that he beat that he t- called a big head uh um, that was 18 uh,
2: oh um uh my guy uh and which I love rampage yeah I, like, I love rampage just for his thing I like his yeah. his whole his whole motif is just
3: hardcore motif
5: you know what I'm saying world. yeah world, there you
2: go. I mean his whole his whole style is just hardcore with a big chain around his neck I mean and he's he's a He's a badass, period. I mean, all those dudes, let's not get carried away, okay? Yeah, I would you, want watch, to fight you watch a dude get knocked out on TV, and you be like, oh, that dude is garbage. Well, trust this. Trust that if you ran into him at a bar, that he would kick your head off for you. And I mean, there's
3: a lot of them walking around this valley, too. That's the other thing, too. It's like you got training be, You Listen, ground. you
2: better be careful. These days, you got to be careful out these bars. You start talking yik-yak to somebody that looks small and tiny and his ear's cauliflowered, and you had no idea, you just opened yourself a, a can. can. Oh, yeah. A whole <laughs> big drum and a whoop-ass that's getting ready to come your way. And chances are, he's probably going to be low-keyed and real calm and relaxed, and you're going to be talking to that yik-yak, and he's going to be like, bop, 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 and boom. Disconnect your arm for you. And My knock time. you, oh, yeah. And knock the holy dog crap out of you. I mean, I, I'm, you know, like I said, I go out to bars, I don't fool around, because honestly, if you look at Anderson Silva, right, with no shirt on, You'd be like, Oh man, where's his abs at? What, I mean, what you know, chest? What what's but I'll tell you what, and you may and you may and you may be tempted. You see him in a bar, he's a bald head dude, maybe you think he's a little bit metrosexual, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how he dressed, I don't know what he looks like outside of it. But you may be like, Oh, this this tall skinny dude ain't got nothing. You may talk crazy. And I assure you, I assure you that it'll be the worst mistake you've ever made. Absolutely. It would be the worst mistake you ever made. Not to mention, now they ain't got the gloves on. Now,
3: this is it's all knuckles, knuckles. This is all and no rules. No. So, <laughs> so when they when they want to
2: contort you in you're, a different you way, you ain't tapping out. You you may go to sleep with a broken arm and your
3: head decapitated. Yeah, I mean it, that ain't happening. You know what I mean? That ain't happening. So, so uh, uh, like we started talking about this, You're right? Now you're clearly. Darnell says, "I feel sorry." Or was that the word? I'm, No, I'm concerned. concerned. I'm concerned. He's concerned for Rashad.
2: I'm very Not that I don't like Rashad. I think Rashad's a great athlete. I think I've seen Rashad have some great fights. I mean, he's got power. He's got the veteran thing going. I understand that. And he's got he's a wily veteran now. He's been in enough fights, he's been in enough wars. Mm-hmm. to know what it feels like. He's been knocked down. He's gotten back up. He's won. You know, he's been knocked out. I mean, all these, he's done, he's he's run the gamut of what you can expect, right? I think what he's got, two losses or three losses or something like that, so he knows what that feels
3: like. He has one, and that's when he his, he didn't go with his trainer, Mike, give me some pub,
2: uh-huh. and
3: went a different route.
2: Oh, you got and you got connections with, yeah, his, with, uh, his, with his trainer. With
3: his trainer, when they were on together, uh he whatchamacallit, call it uh Rashad they were on a series together when okay. tell right right and so Mike was training him and then Rashad went in a different direction mm-hmm. uh through some management issues and he lost and then he realized man I didn't train like I trained with uh, Mike Mike right so Mike who is a family member former housemate right Mike got him in and so when he got him going for rampage and then the last fight with Tito, Right, stuff is real. I'm I, I mean, gonna say Rashad, and not because he had it, John Jones is scary.
2: I am concerned
3: for Rashad
2: because uh, John Jones is uh, he is he is Anderson Silva only bigger, right? He is he is the bigger version of Anderson Silva, which means that you know. He's got power, he's got leverage, he's long, his legs are all over the place, I mean, his arms are long, so you have to get into them, and more importantly, he had the same thing that um, when your boy, uh, uh, what's the guy's name, Um, uh, Elijah, what was the kid's name? I know what you're talking about. Well, anyway, he's he's big enough and athletic enough to get creative in there, you know what I mean? Like, he's throwing spinning elbows and connecting them and putting people to sleep with spinning elbows. And that's mm-hmm. part of his repertoire. You know what I mean? Like, And there's very few people, and again, I'm not an expert on the sport. I'm qualifying that right now. There, are, <laughs> I'm not an expert. But there are very few people that are as athletic and creative and
3: strong and, and all those things, and you can't teach length. No, you can't. And, and, but the good thing about it from Rashad's perspective.
2: Right. They train together. They train together. uh,
3: He was like, uh, Rashad's sparring partner. So Rashad was like the bigger brother. And sometimes, even though you know you're a bad dude. Right. But it's like beating your brother. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they just, they have that mental lock on you.
2: Yeah. And, and, And
3: I think this might, come down to that
2: yeah I, you know i had that when i was a kid like i have an older brother he's nine years older than me and it took me a long time mentally to even imagine first of all i'd never fight him first mm-hmm. of all, but it took me a long time to get over the fact that i'm like i don't even if something really terrible happened i think i would get beat up you know it took me a long time to get over the fact that that, that could happen mm-hmm. you know and now only only because he's a lot older now and only because he's like 40 and some change you know do i think i got a shot hmm But you're right. I mean, that mental thing, like, I'm like, oh, no. I remember as a kid, he used to tear me up. I don't I don't know if I can do that. You know what I mean? I don't know if I want to go there. I would never, obviously, fight my brother. I don't even fight family. Yeah. But you're right. I think that that could come into play.
3: Like, this is who got me in the league because he was a football player. So this is kind of how I got in. And Well, yeah. Well, and, I know that he was also
2: a wrestler, too. Yeah. He was a wrestler. And so every he said all his other brothers played football. He ended up taking the wrestling route, and then, but again, you know, a lot of, a lot of athletes, a lot of athletics is what you got. Just athlete, what you're physically, what you're given. That's it. You know, you were given your 5'5, five, five, that's it. 5'6, Five 5'4, okay, I mean, that's <laughs> it. I mean, you know, I'm only 5'11. That's it. That's all I got. Then nothing more, 5'10 and a half. Either way. <laughs> That's all you're given, right? Yep. And so that that alone, that that sets up what you're going to be. You know what I mean? I'm not going to have the long legs or the long arms to be able to to, to do what a basketball player can do, like like uh, Tayshawn Prince. You know, he's just freaky. Like, same with the, um, your boy who's a star now, uh, Durant. Oh, I mean, he's just wow. a freak. He is so long and just freaky, freaky long, uh, freaky athletic. He can do things physically that you couldn't do. Even if you were you were more athletic than he is, you still couldn't do those things because you're on a And, as, and long. as
3: a former wrestler, I hated wrestling skinny people. I'd rather, when I had to wrestle someone that was stocky and buffed. Right. Because it's, it's just different. It's so compact. It's compact. You know, right. To get there is a bull rush. Right. But then some of those tall people hate wrestling. Ru- Fighting or wrestling, short, compact people. Right. So I, I, I think a leverage standpoint, obviously, it goes to Jones. But I think once if it gets, if Rashad gets inside, he has to get inside. He, he has, I mean, he has to wait Kids for
2: his I think is. he's
3: going to be more of a defensive fighter in this case. He has to wait so he can lock him, and once he, once if he, if it comes to a mat game, then I give it to Rashad. If they're on their feet, yes. Then he better look out, out look out because he's you, gonna don't, be, you never know how far enough you are away you just don't know I don't <laughs> know if
2: I don't, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know if them legs like stretch you know that leg might reach you from there you know what I mean I'm uh, like I don't know maybe I give you half the ring I don't know how far I gotta be out before you know a step in and a long kick that's right to the head you know what I mean I think it's either gonna be, and my my sister always <laughs> I like to laugh. My sister every time like there's something that comes on TV, it's some kind of food. Mm-hmm. Like when uh, Taco Bell came out with like uh, the uh, the Frito uh, Frito uh, uh, burrito. burrito. Yeah, it had Fritos in it. It you, either, my sister was like, and she does this all the time. She goes, either that's gonna be delicious or disgusting. <laughs> That's it. It's either going to be delicious or disgusting. She sees it on TV all the time. She's like, ooh, ooh, that's either going to be really good or absolutely disgusting. I think the same way about this fight. Yeah. It's either going to be really good or it's going to be like, eh, it's going to be a lot of wrestling and no big hits and all that stuff. But, I, again, how explosive Jones is... 'Cause Rashad used to be really explosive, but I think I think as times wear on and you get smarter and you you know, fights, you, you fight smarter, you're not as athletic, you're not I mean, he's getting older too. Yeah. I mean he's been in the, what he's been in it now five or six years. You know, so you get older, you know, you get little bumps and bruises here that kinda slow you down. So you're not as explosive. Jones is explosive and big and tall and lanky. So I It's either going to be a great fight or it's going to be like,
3: oh, man, what is this? I mean, is somebody going to uh, um – See, I think Jones could come in two ways going with it, either overconfident, like, yeah, he's getting older and I got – you know, I almost got him once. Or he goes in like, that's big brother at the end of the day. You know,
2: I might need to, to, to slow play this thing and 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 figure it out. No, I I do I do love and I I I love UFC. I love the the whole training thing. There's a lot of guys in the NFL that are doing that now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys that trans- there's a lot of guys that translate from. From other sports into this sport, and again, it's a real man's man sport. You got to be ready to be knocked out. I'm not ready to be knocked out, so I don't want to participate. But you got to know that, like, that's a very possibility.
3: Or you could get like, did you see the last Jones fight, the undercard no, where uh-uh. the guy did a twist and snapped a dude's elbow?
2: No, seeing there it is. So you could. <laughs> there's very few sports that you could actually die and get your arm broke right off your body, and that's one of them. Yeah. And yeah. it was
3: as he rolled on. Uh, oh, God.
2: All right. So we're going to take another break, try to get to some other stuff that uh, Grant provided for us. Uh, maybe we'll get a little bit of the NFL draft, and then we'll talk a little bit about that ain't right stuff. I mean, you already talked about the dude breaking his arm. That ain't right. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to take a break. Darnell Autry. J.D. Harris. Voice America. Yes. Yes.
4: internet flagship station for sports voice america sports
6: play ball if you're looking to talk baseball even in the off season look no further than the king's corner talking baseball with former world series champion jim leiritz jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner, Talking Baseball with Jim Leyritz, is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice
5: America Sports Channel. What's the national pastime in the U.S. in the 21st century? Are you sure? Think again. Three out of four Americans have made NFL football the true American pastime. It's now one of the fastest-growing sports in the world. But how do we as fans understand everything that goes on behind the scenes? Tune in to Enter the League with Eugene T. Lee Esquire as your host. Eugene was the featured NFL agent in the ESPN-acclaimed documentary, The Dotted Line. And now he takes his expertise to the Voice America Sports Channel. Listen every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific.
1: You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight.
2: Uh, and we are back. Uh, so we just... Summed up our UFC. Uh, just to, just to put a bow on it, I love the training. I think that training is really hardcore. It's really hard. I mean, I've I, I did some boxing stuff, and and that that boxing UFC training is probably the hardest training I've ever done in my entire life. So it was brutal, brutal, brutal. Anyway, let's getting into the football since we've got a shorting shortened last session. Uh, uh, are you gonna be watching the draft? Absolutely. Uh, I will probably will not be watching the draft. Uh, only because I don't. It's neither here nor there to me. Yeah.
3: I don't, I don't like, remember. with me, I just like to see when they put all the clips together and just, well, that's what I did. In fact, right. being there when you're drafted. Hmm. So the, right. the experience, it, it brings some... Are, you going, are you going to Indy? The, in, the draft is not it, oh, it, It's where in, is New New in New, New York. Oh, uh, Are you I'm, going to New York? Oh, no. I'm okay. going to be in Litchfield Park ah yes on that 65 venture ah yes watching and ordering some food in atta boy boy uh
2: yeah i i mean i i'll watch it the the highlights who does what but i mean it was a long process when i was g- going through it it's still a long process it's still an all day like you know Colts on the clock for you know 15 minutes or whatever long they get you sit there and wait they've speeded minutes. it up just so you they, know. yeah but not that much not fast enough for me like i'm like oh just give me the highlights boom got him done Dude, next person boom got him done next person because it's not like you don't know who you're gonna go with it's not like they haven't spent the last three months putting it in an order if this person goes then that person goes then if this goes and that goes you know
3: that but what happens from the front office and you get calls and so like You get people want to trade in your spot, give you some stuff. And so you're answering those calls at that time because, you know, maybe – like last year, it was a lot of people's boards that kind of got thrown off, and that happens. And like- I
2: love when that happens. I loved, and again, I'm sorry, but I'm kind of a cynic that way. I love when people that aren't supposed to be drafted get drafted high. When people think that they're supposed to be drafted, don't get drafted high. Like when they, when they blew your boy Brady Quinn up, and he slipped, and people, his face was just in shock and awe that he was not selected. He didn't go until like seven picks after that. I mean, he was just like what they had to move him back and put him in the back room because I think he dropped a tear or two. I mean, it's money. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers slipped, but I think I, and I, I I like that. That's the drama of it. I like when teams come out and go. You know what? The media is all saying this. They did a great job of keeping their keeping their picks to the close to the vest, and then they were like, Ah, I want this person instead. He'd be like, Whoa! Didn't see that coming, and everybody gets the whole world gets
3: rocked. I must admit, I love when Mel Kiper's wrong. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Like, you're, you're a topic Shay fan. I'm, I'm a little bit upset with all of them because I think sometimes, and maybe my experience of in culture is a lot of things, like I feel like growing up being around some cats in the hood and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you could tell if a, a dude's a baller or not just how he walks and how he looks. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, I don't care how big he is. Right. I don't care what 40 run, like, I, I remember seeing Ricky Pro walking the first day he walked into the Bears locker room. Right. I was like, that dude's a baller.
2: Right. I mean, and he, Ricky Pro was sick. He, Ricky he Pro played basketball, played he golf, he, he's, he's an athlete. He was an all around athlete. athlete. He's yeah, my yeah, guy, Brian Musso. Same kind of yeah, thing. You, you, you saw him like, yep. These guys are ballers. He can get down. My
3: All-American wide receiver, Nate Indomano. Right. You see Nate, His he had the worst body of any receiver I've ever coached. Right. He wasn't that fast. But when I walked and saw the swag. hmm And I mean, he's a baller. He's, he's a baller.
2: simply a baller. No, I, and, I, and I don't think we're going to be surprised
3: by the top three. I don't think everybody's pretty That third pick might be a little questionable. Well, we'll see. I, I mean. They <laughs> might trade out of it. They may go Blackman, they may go rich. Uh, the running back. I like I like Blackman too. I think Blackman's going to be a stud. But Cleveland if, if needs so many. Right. Cleveland needs so many things. Oh
2: yeah, they could they could they could take the top five themselves and still need more. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they could take the five top five picks and still need three or four more picks to, to fill in holes
3: and things. It's Cleveland. Yeah, and, and I I've been that. there.
2: I hate that for them, and it's like it's a it's a wasteland. I hate it for them. I, it sucks.
3: I, I'm going to tell you, Cleveland for. A time period is a place where you end your career.
2: Right, exactly. No, no, absolutely. And I think that Cincinnati was a lot like that. Um, uh, Cleveland, Cincinnati, uh, Oakland, or was a- Oakland was a wasteland where you go there and disappear. Kansas City, Kansas City was like that. Buffalo was like that. I mean, any of the the eh, teams. That's where you go to die. Like, Tampa Bay was that way for a long oh, time. Okay. Like, hey, you go to Tampa Bay, people are like, oh, well, uh, that's uh, it. That's uh, it. it's career's <laughs> over. See ya. <laughs> see ya. It been nice knowing you. You will no longer be heard from, and no one cares. I mean, it, it. and I hate that for Cleveland because I know Cleveland fans are big football fans. They love their football, but you can't get anybody there because it's Cleveland.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to tell you, once they closed down the flats, a little bit of stuff like that, even when it was there, me coming from Chicago— yeah. It, it didn't compare. And my greatest memory of it is when I was looking at it through the rearview mirror <laughs> as I was leaving back to Chicago. Uh, all right. So,
2: uh, you know, I, I, again, the draft is whatever. Minnesota loses their stadium. I don't know what they're going to do. Gonna I, stay the I think Dome. it's setting
3: up, just like the Lakers, to be the L.A. Vikings, just like right. the Lakers left Minnesota to Right, to L.A. Right, right. I, I, I see it going. I,
2: Question of the day. I mean, again, I hate that I left it to the very end, and this might be a carryover. Is Donovan McNabb a a Hall of Famer? I say yes. Uh,
3: He may not be a first ballot, uh, but his body work.
2: I think it depends on who's up at the same time and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Uh, I think his body work is solid. um, But I, I mean, again, I think I'm going to say that given the right ballot, he'll be in. Right, giving the right ballot with his numbers, going playoff games and all that stuff, the amount of playoff games he's went to. I, I you know, he Pro, gets Bowls. In. Pro Bowls. Pro Bowls. I mean, he gets in. Top he gets three
3: in. just about every year he, of his career.
2: He gets in based on, on the right ballot. He gets in. Uh, Real fast. Yes.
3: Outside of, before T.O. came mm-hmm. to Philly. Right. And even, really, Westbrook, because can you name someone that he had a weapon
2: um not really i mean he he, he i mean
3: but he's in the he's division champion
2: consistent yeah he's been consistent he's been solid and again i think injuries slowed him down a lot again i played with him in his prime and he was he was probably one of the best athletes i've ever seen in person and his speed and his athleticism was just ridiculous
3: yeah I, see i grew up in illinois he was the, vic, before, vic, he was yeah. the vic
2: before vic was
3: but but the thing is he didn't get the credit Mm-hmm. running the West Coast offense right. as well as he did.
2: Right. No, absolutely. No a, doubt about it. I mean,
3: because I grew up in, watching him in high school.
2: The, yeah, he was an animal.
3: And my thing is he was a pro bowler. He was efficient. But, again, you look at those other people like uh, Jim Kelly, who hasn't made it in yet. Those but, know, but, yeah. but he had Thurman Thomas. He had Andre Reed. He had all right. these guys, Bruce Smith on defense. Right. I mean, you look at McNabb. He was Philadelphia
2: Eagles. Yeah, and I and the, the best thing I liked the most about about five was that he was a great teammate. That's the other thing too. You never heard him out in the media bashing teammates and talking crazy and and getting himself in all kinds of chaos. So, um, yeah, I think he gets in given on given the uh, the right ballot.
3: And like he said, he is the most scrutinized quarterback that has ever been in the game.
2: Exactly. Well, again, thank you all very much for listening and paying attention. Uh, it was a great show as always. Thank Absolutely. you, JD. You're the man, as always. I'm glad to see you again. Hey, I mean,
3: welcome back. I see you with the curls.
2: Yes, you see me rocking them. Uh, and we'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully, we'll do a, a little bit better job next week. I don't know, JD, and we'll see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's the bus. Yeah, there's the bus. Uh, and uh, we'll be back. Thank you very much, Voice America, OTS, JD Harris, Darnell Lottery. see you next week.
1: Thanks for listening Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. Can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show.